we're live on YouTube for the very first time in a while. Oh, damn it. I'm going to throw something at this cat. You tell that damn cat to shut its mouth. Where is it? The creepy okay. Kentuckian is speaking. He's he's gone. I hope. He'll probably you be back tell, in 30 you seconds. You tell that cat that I've, I've dealt with your pussy ass for 20, 25 plus years. Fuck you. And I can't deal with another one. Buddy, I'm the one that brought all the class to the show. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Grace. And you were the you were the star of uh, Uncle Bill Goes to College, aka Into the Pit. <laughs> that was it, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh. Uh, it was all uh yeah. I mean we've we've reminisced a lot about that documentary, but I feel like that it probably could have taken a different direction. You know, here's something else we can do too, Uncle Bill. Look at this, <laughs> Joe Bob Carhill. Hey guys, what's going um, on, Joe Bob? I'm thinking that's our good buddy uh, Joseph Purdue. So, hey, fucking cat. Spur gear says y'all look great. Well, thanks. God damn it! Are you shitting me with this thing? Pick up that little son of a bitch and hold on. I'm gonna be right back. I'm gonna fucking grab my bald pussy real quick. Oh, Oh, son of a bitch. He does have bald pussy. Look at that. (laughs) That wood paneling right there just sets it off. Talk shit about the paneling. That paneling's off the chain, man. That shit, that shit lasts forever. If the, uh, one thing's for sure, like, if this <sighs> coronavirus takes <sighs> us all out, yeah, 50 years from now, there'll still be houses with that wood paneling in it, I guarantee you. Buddy, it might, not about, East. it might not be anybody living in them. I'm going to tell you something about East Kentucky, Kentucky though. Yeah. I'll tell you something about East Kentucky. These motherfuckers love their paneling. Like back in the 80s. They want nothing better. Yeah. That does say, it, it kind of does set off what like a retro here? retro horror look room it. type deal. Oh, got, God. Look at that you shit. Got your mm, there's our reward. You see that? Yeah. I've you got, still got that, you son of a bitch? Hang on. I swear. Yep, I got the matching one right over there. You can see it on the shelf. Don't pay attention to the porn. There's my award, buddy. I got one too. Yeah, look at that. And if you'll notice right there by the award, that is the. I know you remember this too. If you look beside the award over there, you can see the uh, the what is it? Uh, which board? You know what? What was that? I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you. If you look beside the award, too, you can see the Kevin Tenney thing that he sent, the witchboard uh, Ouija card there. Oh, yeah. They, they, you uh, remember that? Anchor Bay included that in the DVD. Yeah. Something like I don't know if that was – was that the DVD thing or is that something that he sent you? That's something he sent, like, back when we were still writing to people and got all the shit back. He sent a ton of shit. Like he's probably one of the ones that sent the most stuff even before we knew him. It's odd that you mention that um, because, um, well, we're you know we're kind of surrounded by shit like over here. Got some DVDs and more masks and yeah, over there posters and everything else. Um, I was talking with a, a couple of guys that it would be, and we were reminiscing about the J Dog. Uh, DVD Dungeon promo that we yeah. cut on his ass 10 years ago. It's been over 10 years ago since that happened. What the fuck happened with that? And, I can't even remember now. Uh, poster uh, video series. That was uh, where we had called out, we'd called Oot, J-Dog. Or no, J-Dog had called us Oot. And he said, you know, I want to see everybody from the Dead Pit Message Board 
post all of your uh, horror collectibles and all that. And I'm calling you all out. And of course, this guy's Canadian and he's from way up in bumfuck, like northern Canada, uh, where it's about four degrees in the summertime. So I'll never do that again, by the way. You know how long that shit took? That did take a while. I think I think we did. Um, it was nine parts. Was it nine parts or? I thought it was like twelve parts or something like that. I know it was like took forever. Maybe it was. I don't know. So um, we have lost Uncle. No, you're back. You're back. Ah, I'm here. Um. Mm. So um. The uh, the reason is though is it would be a good concept for a live show. If this works, it's kind of like a trial run to bring out and have a couple other people on here um, that are big collectors and each of us bring two or three items with cool stories behind them. And like a, It's like a showcase or a collectible showcase. Not necessarily. It could be posters. Could be masks, could be laser death, baby. Could be just something autographed, you know. That's, that would uh, be a good I, idea. I think that'd be a cool concept. And I know that um, uh, Garrett, good friend of mine, he wants to, he's been wanting to do some sort of video for a long time anyway. And Pizzal is another one that's got some amazing, like crazy shit. And those two guys are down for it. And uh, I'm not sure what date we're going to set for it yet, but uh, I figured that might be something that you'd be down for as well. Yeah. Something I was noticing when I was going through all my stuff, like all the really killer cool shit that I have. I mean, the stuff that I really think is like the best stuff all came from Felsher. Like <laughs> every damn bit of it, I think. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was actually thinking about that as well. Like as far as, uh, um, autograph stuff and just like, I've got some crazy shit that I, it's somewhere in the closet in there stuff, poster stuff that I've never put up. Yeah. I've got uh, from the UK that's autographed by uh, Leslie Nielsen. I somehow got that. So, um, that from Felcher, of course. Oh shit. I forgot to tell you something actually. Now would be a good time to bring this up too. So apparently, yeah. Dad was go Dad was going through his building over there, the the uh, building he plays music in and everything, and he found the Hell Lord notebook that for some reason has a signed photo of Butch Patrick, and like every song we ever did has the lyrics and the chords and all that shit <laughs> transcribed into it. Well. That just means that we've got to relearn all those songs and like, do a do a live Hell Lord concert at some point. <laughs> Dude, do you have any idea how weird it is to open that up and the first thing in there is a sign fucking uh, picture of Bush Patrick? It's like Eddie Munster. Hey, I was like, that's a good place for a Bush Patrick autograph. That guy's still alive too, isn't he? I wonder if I get. I don't know where the hell I put it. Like I brought it in. If I had that thing. It's like the funniest shit ever. Fuck, where is that? Anyway, I'll find it by the next time we we well, do yeah, a show. We'll do another one, dude. And that, I, it might, like I said, we might learn all these songs again, and it, we can do a live Hell Lord show on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Doing acoustic, like fucking Hell Lord show. It doesn't even have to be acoustic. You got your drum sets and shit hooked up. That's up true. There, They're set you? up up there. By God. Isn't this the isn't that the weirdest shit though? Like that all that was tabbed out and everything. Yeah, that is kind of odd. I don't even remember doing that. It's like I come up with the damn thing. I can't remember like <laughs> you know. I mean, we're talking like it's old. Like we had to have been doing that. You had to have done that. Jesus Christ. Well, it's probably been um, twenty years ago. Something like well, that, yeah. Like it, you know. What, what you anyway. Doing? I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway, that's just a interesting tidbit. I thought that he found that. 
Yeah, so we got uh, Indy Phantom on here. Now, that's a name from the past. I haven't heard that one in a while. Uh, let's see. Show you how high-tech we are here. He says, I do like... Um, what which idea was that? I don't know. I don't even remember. We've got so many ideas. I think it was the idea of doing the like memorabilia display stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think it'd be a cool concept for a show on a on a Friday night when nobody can get out and drink, and even you can't even get out and go get any damn thing to eat anymore. You can't go to Allen Subway, Uncle Bill. That's what I was thinking, man. Like, although if you heard that story, apparently the the woman from Subway that tested positive was the girlfriend of the guy that worked at KFC that tested positive. So that's how that panned out. Well, you heard that the guy that worked in KFC, he jacked off into chicken grease. So who knows? <laughs> who knows how many people that little son of a bitch infected? I had heard that. On, he lived up on Cliffside, I heard. Oh, God. They're going to be eat up with the Corona. Andy Phantom again says, uh, Pizzow just ended his sausage factory group. And I think they're doing a soft reboot. Uh oh, they do a soft reboot of a podcast. That's what we're doing. We're doing a soft reboot. I like to look at it more as like a reimagining of what the show should have been. I don't know who that is, uh, Joe Bob. Let's see here. Andy Phantom, he says, I've got some stuff from Felcher. One time I won the contest you guys had. He sent me a complete master of horror season set. That does piss me off, man. We used to be like constantly in the loop getting all kinds of shit like that. Yeah, there's one particular item I just thought of that I got from Felcher that I may showcase on that show if we do it with uh, G Money and Pizzo. I'll tell you this, though, about uh, all that shit with Felcher and stuff. The two main collectibles that I have are both from Dawn of the Dead, and I both got them from Felcher. And I have no idea why he decided to sell that the shit that he did, but I'm glad he did in a way. And, uh, Sean Clark's actually doing these all. I mean, I haven't checked any of his shit out just because I don't want to spend money and I've got enough shit. I've got so much shit that I'm trying to actually sell myself on on uh, an auction I had on here and eBay. So I don't need I don't need nothing like that. Well, here's the, like I would imagine Sean Clark stuff's pretty goddamn expensive. Yeah, that's that that's it too. So, yeah. So we didn't really have an idea for what the hell we we're going to talk about, but you had mentioned like a couple of different things. Yeah. I mean, I figured we were going to do just a kind of a trial run going to be a, a short little thing to make sure everything's working on here. And, uh, you know, we do have some banners made already that we can use. Let's see. Check this one out right here. I got that. So we got, we're just testing everything out tonight mainly. And then, and then we'll start doing, uh, you know, show shows, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, a couple of things. Look at that. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. I can even cut Uncle Bill completely out of it, buddy. Fuck you, you son of a bitch. I ain't that way. I'll I'll, I'll put you back into it. Oh, but just God. to brag about how high, te- high tech we are, because Streamlord or no Streamyard, sorry, Streamlord. <laughs> We are the stream lords. So uh, one quick thing I wanted to mention on here though, is uh, uh, oh yeah, oh you got there? Is that Godzilla? Oh you son of a bitch! Eh. Eh. Look here! Eh. Did it just squirt out of your dick hole? It did. That's how it comes out of me through my dick hole. Through my dick hole, boy. 
I don't know why I have that. Yeah. There it is. So, uh, we got a few people in here now. We can start rolling with, uh, yeah. One of the big, uh, we talked about WrestleMania. Let's see here. Andy Phantom again says, uh, uh, what did you guys think of WrestleMania? We, we talked about that briefly. I thought it was like, it, it's not WrestleMania. It wasn't basically. I mean, it was, it was called WrestleMania, but it's what they've been doing. Yeah. It was as if like, um, you took WrestleMania and made it like direct to, uh, you know, stream or something like they had all the different little vignettes played out. And that was really the best part of the whole show. Sadly, I can't watch wrestling with no audience, man. There's something about it that just is really depressing. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, the thing is, um, with WWE right now is it's, it's kind of like they've got these TV contracts and I, I guess they just feel like they're forced that they have to keep doing this shit. Um, but this past week, a week ago today, I think when we're recording this or we're not recording by God, we're live. We're all the way live. Mm. Um, is they released like it was the biggest release day ever. Uh, they did like, how many was it? Like 20? It was, it was close to 20 wrestlers that were released from their contract. Yeah. A lot of the uh, the uh, trainers and all that were furloughed. Um, and there was some really surprising ones on there. Like a lot of them weren't that surprising. And I figured we would go through them and... Uh, talk about that briefly because that was sort of a big deal wwe used to be a tradition every year after wrestlemania they would release a batch of people you know but they haven't really done that in a few years actually there was a thing too and Cornette was talking about it we're like um they're one of the only companies that actually did that too like even the ones like new japan and places like that were paying the wrestlers still even though they weren't doing any shows or anything and WWE took the opposite approach, which was they're still doing shows, and they just fired like a shit ton of people, even though they've got like five hundred million dollars supposedly that they could like play with. They still yeah, I mean, fire, I, buddy. There, there's a lot of these people where I'm not really like yeah, they weren't doing anything with them, but there was some of them that were surprising. Like the biggest ones to me was uh, Gallows and Anderson because they were just on WrestleMania in a pretty big spot. In that boneyard match, and uh, they had just signed them, I think, uh, a few months ago to a long-term yeah, yeah. contract. They, they signed them to a seven hundred fifty thousand dollars contract to keep them from going anywhere else. That's exactly what they said. And then they turned around after they couldn't go anywhere else and fired. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, nah, we don't need you anymore. Go home. No. Go home. There's nowhere to work right now either. So that's the thing. Um, yeah, they completely screwed them. Those were like those were the two big ones, and because that, like I said, they just signed those guys. There's a Kurt Angle; he was just working kind of backstage. They they released him. That's not a big surprise. Um, I think Rusev was kind of surprising. That one I was kind of like that one. Yeah, I mean it was kind of surprising, but he was wanting out of the contract for a while there. I think so. Maybe they just did you see the uh, they didn't um, they just granted the, uh, the revival their releases um, like a day before all those guys were were fired. And uh, did you see the images that surfaced about like the gimmicks they were going to give those guys? I like when I first looked at it, I was like, there's no way that could be real. But of course, it was they had confirmed that that was legit like pitches that they had um, i don't even know how to explain it if somebody hadn't seen it but imagine like willy wonka or something or like uh, dr seuss characters and that's kind of what it looked like that they wanted him to do yeah like some sort of comedy angle yeah kind of looked like uh you remember the um the fuckers in that that hook movie yeah i look like uh uh captain hooks like henchman or <laughs> It did. So, 
Um, let's see. Some more releases, though. Drake Maverick, not a big surprise. They weren't really using him very much. EC3, I hadn't seen him on there. and That was almost... Uh, as soon as they signed him, they weren't using him. Um, Leo Rush is a little bit of a surprise because he was just recently the uh, cruiserweight champion. He's pretty good, too. He's a good good wrestler and a good talker. Um, but, you know, not a huge surprise. Uh, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder, that's kind of a surprise just because, well, Kurt Hawkins was released before. Zack Ryder has been there for like 14 years or something. He's never... That just surprised me because, like, he's always – they've never done shit with him. They've always tried to bury him, but he's always been pretty popular, especially online, and he's actually got a podcast about, like, fucking collecting wrestling figures. It's one of the more popular podcasts out there. Yeah, it's almost like a commercial for the WWE um, Mattel figures. So yeah. you would think, like, those guys probably aren't making, like, large – I mean, they're, I'm sure they're making good money, but it's probably not anything crazy. So I was kind of surprised – uh, but yeah, Zach Ryder's like his best, he's best friends with Cody Rhodes. So I'm sure he'll be in AEW before too long, whenever they get sorted back. So, um, Eric Young, no surprise. No, I forgot he was there actually. Um, Heath Slater, eh, not really surprised. He hasn't no. been used in a long time. Um, kind of surprised by um, Sarah Logan just because she's so young and she's pretty good in the ring. She's not got like a good character going or anything yet, but I think that uh, she would be a good uh, a good get for AEW because their women's division sucks. Yeah, and wasn't she like one of the only women that was actually fired? I thought that was weird too. I think she was the only one that was fired. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, there was uh, Maria. Oh, shit, she, yeah. Yeah. She's not really a wrestler, though, so. I can't uh, figure out why the hell they brought her back, man. I still I couldn't know. figure that out. I know. So, um, let's see. Mike Chioda, who is one of the referees that's been there since the 80s. <laughs> and they got rid of him. That was, that was very surprising. Yeah, I think, for number one, why would you fire a fucking referee? Like, how expensive can a referee be? But number two, like, he had to be the referee that had been there the longest. Why wouldn't you fire anybody else? Here's what I think, uh, though. Some of them guys, man, and you can hear, like I was listening to a podcast about this. Some of those guys, they make actual employees, and some of them are like independent contractors. And the ones that are actual employees get all the benefits and the insurance and the shit like that. So it might be that some of the ones they fired, they were doing that to get rid of all that stuff. And he might have yeah. been one of them. You know. That's possible. Um, Aiden English, not really surprised by him. He's not been on TV, and I couldn't tell you. He was one of the – he was the other bod villain guy that they gave. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know who the hell yeah. that was at first. Uh, Rowan, that's kind of surprising, I guess, because he is recently on TV. Um, Primo and Epico had no guy, no damn clue those guys were still there. No. Um, of course, we mentioned Maria and Mike uh, Canellis. I'm sure they'll probably go back to TNA or wherever they were at before. Um, no way, Jose. You were surprised by that one, I bet. Yeah. I mean, anybody that has a 20-minute long ring entrance and gets in there and gets killed in like 30 seconds, I can't believe I didn't keep him. Yeah. So, um, let's see. Rusev, we talked about that. That was one that's kind of surprising. Um, Deanna Perrazzo, she was just on TV. Is like, you notice Raw lately they're doing more like jobber matches? Or not really jobbers, but, you know, NXT people that are on there that basically are jobbers. I mean, they're signed and everything, but they're like, okay, here's the. Here's, you know, uh, the next victim of what, who was it, the war, um, war machine or whatever they're called. Well, I mean, you remember for a long time they took that away. Like, they really didn't have matches like that. But they're starting to, for some reason, redo the glory days of jobber matches. I can't remember the reason why they didn't want to do that. There's some reason. And I'm not totally like, against that. Yeah. Well, I think it all started with Nitro. Whenever Nitro got popular... They started doing actual, like, 
you know, pay-per-view matches on TV for free. And at the same time, you know, uh, Raw had like Thurman, Sparky Plug, and the One Two Three Kid versus Money Inc. is the main event or something like that. You know, <laughs> I miss those days, man, where everybody had a, like a job, like a plumber, and the uh, you know hockey player. All that I just remember like I fuck, I still this day hate Bob Holly just because like he had that gimmick. Uh, what was it he said? Uh, my friend, they call me Sparky. <laughs> I forgot about that. Or something like that. It was like, it was like uh, STP uh, were the initials, too. Sparky Thurman Plug. Oh, my God. I still think that one shit was fucking hilarious and ridiculous. How do you like me now? I never <laughs> did like Bob Holly. I'm sorry. What was that? My friend, they call me Sparky. Oh, God. Cassitono was another one that was released. He was just in NXT. That, that's poor son of a bitch moved from NXT to NXT UK. He he moved over to the UK because I hadn't seen him in a while. I was like, I didn't know he was still there. There seems to be a real randomness to who they released, though, man. Like, I don't know. I'd love to know what the rhyme or reason behind all that was. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of WWE guys released. I, if I was AEW, which you, have you watched it? I don't think I've watched a single match. Yet. I know we I'd, I'd asked you a couple weeks ago. Oh, shit. Connection sucks. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I was AEW, I would pick um, the Anderson and Gallows. I would get Sarah Logan. I would get Rowan just because they can put him with, um, with, um, er, uh, you know, the Brody Lee character or whatever. And um, other than that, Rusev, of course. But the bad thing about Rusev is, is he's got to completely change his name. That's true. I mean, once they leave, all them guys. I don't think any of them have the rights to any of the names they use. Anderson and Gallows do. Do they own that? Hmm? Oh, fuck. Yeah. I got off my... Here's Sarah. an idea for you, though. Here's yeah. an idea. Here's what they should do. You bring Rowan in, right? And you have him come out, and he starts cutting, like, black and white vignettes. And then he says he's the new Dark Order. He's going to challenge the existing... Dark order. <laughs> no, he is the light order. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that, that's the bad. That's the downside. To Rusev is is he's got to use probably his real name, come up with a different character. Um, and um, yeah. So let's see what we've got over here. We we are taking questions as well. Indy Phantom. He said, I'm not sure if I heard you guys discuss the recent Halloween and the upcoming sequel. Uh, we did talk about it kind of briefly. I don't know if you did. Did you mention it very much when I know I, I said that I liked it? The, the just, Halloween 18. Yeah, we just talked about it in passing of like movies from the last, I think, five or 10 years. But I don't think we've talked about the sequel or anything like that at all. There's not really anything to talk about yet, though, other than mm -hmm. it's called Halloween Kills and it. When the hell is it? I don't know when it comes out, but it's within the year, supposedly. I think it, it, it was supposed to come out this, this fall, I believe, but I don't know if that's still going to happen. A lot of those big, well, the big budget movies that were supposed to come out this summer, uh, they delayed those the, an entire year. Um, you know, because some, like the summer blockbuster movies that people typically go and check out. So I think uh, the, the Fast and the Furious movie with John Cena, they had to delay that because. They want that to make billions of dollars. Uh, it will John, do. Sure. John Cena is Vin Diesel's brother. <laughs> what? Never mind that Vin Diesel's like black or half black or whatever. Yeah. I guess I could say like, yeah, John Cena's like half brother or something. I guess that's just whatever. Lord. Uh, okay. So did you, I never did get an answer out of you though, really? Did you actually like the Halloween 2018 movie? Because I, I think it's one of those movies that gets better every time you watch it. 
which is I, weird. I enjoyed it. It's nothing like there's nothing groundbreaking going on with it, but I like the homages to the original movies, like the first couple. Um, and I like the I like the music in it. I like the cinematography in it. I like the kills in it. It was almost like a Friday the Thirteenth Halloween movie. That's the way yeah. I when I saw it uh, the first time. Um, and after all the bullshit that we've been thrown at, like as far as the Halloween franchise has been thrown over the last 10, 12 years or so, I'll take a movie like that any day. They can make sequels. It's like that. And we'll be fine. As long as they stay away from like Halloween resurrection was awful. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I remember we, that was one of the first big movies, uh, well, it's just right before Dead Pit that we went to see where I'd wished that we would have recorded our thoughts on that because we were so pissed off after the after we saw it. It's so stupid. I hate Buster Rhymes, too, by the way. Oh, God. Yeah, that whole movie was all... It's one of those movies I tried to go back and watch again, and it was like, you can't, you can't do it. I don't know the way it was, the, the way it was produced... And what they were trying to do, like selling out everything, it was just, you cannot watch it now. It's like Jason X yeah. in a way. Like, I could probably watch Jason X more so than I could that, but still, it's got a look to it that's just like super generic. And just the studios at that time. Yeah, I think like the the Dimension era, when Dimension was doing all of the, the Halloween movies, yeah, it was bad. So let's go see what other comments we got over here. Uh, um, yeah, the last one is Halloween Ends. So yeah, and we all know that it's never going to end. They'll be making Halloween movies when everyone in this chat room's dead. They'll still be making them. <laughs> God damn, that's grim. Which might be soon. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we may not last very long. Uh, let's see here. That's a funny comment right here. Wanted to include this. Oh, hell yeah, you shit birds are all the way live. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, Joe Bob Tarheel says, fuck, no way, Jose. Hey! He was just a fun character that wanted to party and dance and shit. His idol was... Uh, uh, Adam Rose. Yeah, Adam Rose. He always, I was like, why the fuck are they recreating the same gimmick with just a different guy? I don't know. That was bad. Uh, let's see here. We got, this is a good way to segue into Tiger King. If the Tiger King started wrestling, what do you think his finisher would be? That's a good question. I would say I would call it the sixty nine er Tiger Driver. I call it the. I got the Baskin Basher. <laughs> Ask one of them kids what Tiger King's finisher would be. I don't think they know what the hell I'm talking about. Ain't none of them watch Tiger King. <laughs> well, ask them who. Uh, let's see what's popping nowadays. Uh, the Tiger. Uh, what's that show? The. Um, Daniel Tiger, what's his finisher? They know who that is. <laughs> I don't know what a finisher is, though. But what? <laughs> if Daniel Tiger, the little claymation version of Daniel Tiger, or whatever uh, it is now, wanted, uh, wanted, to, wanted to beat a mean kid's ass, how would he do it? That's how you hey, Tiny. Here you go. Tiny. She was she, in here, and then she, she just that, disappeared. Does she know that she's named after Zeus? <laughs> yeah, that's what I named her after. Tiny, what? if Daniel Tiger wanted to beat somebody up, what would he do? Um, probably scratch him. Scratch her? Where, uh, where would he well, can I ask? Mm. Ask her what uh, Daniel the Tiger would do to the Tiger Daddy. King. Daddy. Yes, Tiny. Um, if Link were to beat someone up, what would he beat them with? 
If Link from Zelda wanted to beat somebody up, what would he beat him up with? That's what she wants to know. Probably um, a sword or any kind of weapon that he has. Well, what I would do is just this is the way I fight. As I would use, I would use the boomerang to freeze them, and then I'd beat the crap. Um, a sword or a frozen boomerang. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Freeze the boomerang and then do. start beating the crap out of it. I don't even have. That's not even a thing. Tiny. What? Okay. Favorite. No, I'm saying saying crap now because the kids. My yeah. lighting's going down. Oh, um, Terry. Jesus, that's okay. Good job, Tim. Pipe, favorite horror film? Uh, I swear mine is Jason and Carrie. I would. I didn't know they made a movie together. Jason versus Carrie? Yeah, Jason versus Carrie versus Ash. Oh, that was a good one. Would, oh, God, here she comes. Like, I would probably oh. say... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> actually, I actually have two. I would say um, Child's uh, Play and Freddy vs. Jason. Nice. I like that. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I am, All right, Tiny. All right. Growing ups are doing stuff. Go. It's the Tiny, it's the tiny Show. Oh, and also... Need to ask you a question. Um... Okay. Um. What would um. What would um. Voldemort from Harry Potter beat someone up with? Okay, you got to send that kid okay. on. I'm not listening to Harry Potter. I know that. <laughs> this is a horror show. We don't talk Harry Potter. I'm not sure, Ty. Um, I, have a, I have a question. Oh God, what? The first Jason movie. First ever Jason movie, or maybe one of the first, I think. Um, was was Jason the killer or was his mom the killer? His mom. Good job, Piper. <laughs> Tiny, get off the treadmill, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you doing? I'm working out, dude. No. I'm working out. Oh God, the cat's going. Pull the thing out of the treadmill. Cat's doomed. You okay. got a treadmill in your horror room? So mean. Yeah. Daddy told me to. Pipe. Yeah, please. Okay. I'm going to give you three seconds. Oh, my Lord. You get a glimpse into Uncle Bill's life on this special show. I'm just waiting for somebody to get hurt. You got Go. busted. Hey. You One, got busted. Two, two and a half. Two and three quarters. Okay. You got to count. That's the key. Tell them it's time to go to bed. Tell them it's time to go to bed or Jason's going to get them. I, they wouldn't be scared of that at all. Okay. It's really weird. What we're talking about, I can't. I have no idea. Uh, let's see. Here we got a, here's a blast from the past. Right here, look here. Oh, slogs. You remember slogs? I remember slogs. Good to see you again, sir. Oh, uh, let's see. Here's a good one. This is a good fun. We're going to talk about Tiger King, though, real quick. I did watch Tiger King. Did you? So we can we can we can do a brief review of that. Like I like it was okay. It was good. It was fun, I guess. But maybe it's just where we live in Eastern Kentucky. A lot of those people really didn't seem like characters that much to me. They look like somebody that you'd see at Wool Creek. That's true. It's like everybody that exists in Oxford. Yeah, I mean, the Tiger King, now he was kind of a character. Like, we don't see too many like him. He reminds me of Diamond Dallas Page right when he first broke into the wrestling a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was good. I enjoyed it, but, you know, uh, you know, I, I don't really get what the big, uh, big deal is with it. I think it was just the perfect show to come along when it did. Everybody yeah. kind of like being stuck inside and you needed something to completely distract you. And everything about that show was just like totally insane. Each episode. It's actually a really good distraction. Right. So um, Eric Hansen, this is a good one right here. And I have to, I'd have to really think back on this. Cause I can't remember. <laughs> I can think of a couple. Like, dude, like I really like I was going back on a hard drive that I had that has all of our shit on it. 
I legit could not remember most of these interviews that we did. I was like, we interviewed Zach Galligan? Don't remember that at all. Yeah, we did. And it wasn't great either. No, that wasn't a good interview. Um, and I remember, like, I saw Sherry Moon Zombie on there, and I was like, yeah, that's right. We did interview her. That is probably my number one just, like, if there's any – okay, if it's entertaining, if an interview is entertaining, it really doesn't matter what the hell anybody says in it or what kind of questions there are or anything. But that was probably the, one of my least entertaining interviews because she had nothing to say about anything. She had nothing to add to anything. I don't think whatsoever that she was into horror or anything we were talking about. And the main point of it from her perspective was to plug that total skull shit that she was doing at that time. Yeah, that's how we got in contact with her. I, remember I just that. remember being like, even during the interview, I was like, this is going to be shit. Like about, you know, 10 minutes into an interview, you could always tell. Yeah. It's just going to go, you know. But it was good in the fact that, hey, it was kind of a bigger name at the time, I guess. It was Rob Zombie's wife. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it was brief. It wasn't very long. Um, Joe Dante was one that I remember like kind of popped up in my head. He was just kind of, Sherry Moon was, she was nice at least. Yeah. Joe Dante was like, he didn't give a shit. Like, and he was like, it was very brief, short answers. You could tell he didn't want to do it. And that, that was one that I thought of. Um, yeah. I don't, I, I don't understand why he did that interview because like you said, like you could tell like, the masters of horror were doing like a lot of uh, press and that's how we got a bunch of those guys. Now that you mentioned that, didn't we fucking interview James Wan? We twice? Did. Was it once or twice? I know of at least once that we interviewed him. And I'd forgotten about that until you said masters of horror, but we did interview him. Mm -hmm. And we interviewed Mick Garris. Mick Garris. He was also in that. Yeah. Um, I can't think that like most of them were really good interviews that we did though. I can't really think. I know the Gary Clark one lasted for hell and ever. That's the one that I could he always was nice, you know. Yeah. He was great. Like I wouldn't say anything guy. bad about it, but it was like three and a half hours long. And we only needed like remember, fifteen minutes. Uh, one of our best ofs that we did. Uh Axless used to help us out a lot with the show. Eric Kent was his name. And uh, he was one that really, he was like, play that whole Gary Clark interview. And I'm like, I can, but it's like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if anybody would want to hear all that. Literally, halfway into it, you can hear me and uh, Uncle Bill eating breakfast. I was eating pancakes. <laughs> it was just, man. I was like, God, when is he going to get to start talking about, you know, Stuff. This is a horror radio show, right? He did Day of the Dead, one of the biggest George Romero movies ever, and like it literally, he does not start talking about it until hour and a half in, something like that. And I remember at the beginning of it, like this is when we knew, when I knew we were in trouble. Though, is when he was like, "I'm just going to start talking, and then y'all can figure out if you, you know, what you want to use." And I, and then he just started like talking about everything in his life with no like consideration for anybody listening really no oh, let's see let's continue on here though that was a good question though that brought me back there if i look forward by oh let's see indie phantoms talking about um sam remy has new anthology series on Quibi, it's free for 90 days and it's hidden. I'm not interested. I've got enough streaming shit. I'm not going to, even if it's a trial run, I have no. We've got Netflix. We hardly ever watch Netflix. It's true. You're not interested in QB either? No, I'm not interested in QB or QB2. <laughs> Hyper QB. Uh, let's see. Got a bunch of comments from the girls are in there talking about the uh, Carrie versus Freddy and all that good stuff. Um, let's see. 
that was a good interview. We'll mention him real quick because he's no longer with us. Steve Dash, that was that was a very, very fun interview. Good guy, too. Really good guy. He had actually, uh, I think he walked around the convention. We finally met him with his machete. He had his machete, and he was like, I've been looking for you. He stuck his machete out. You remember that one? Yeah, he was great. <laughs> Yeah. I just remember him talking shit about Warrington Gillette throughout that whole damn thing, which was the best thing ever. Yeah, he did not. He was not a fan of Warrington Gillette, that's for sure. Oh, let's see. This is another one now that was weird. The interviews. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd forgotten about that, actually. Yeah. So, um, that guy, it was almost like he was from another planet or something, man. Like I'm sure he'd done, he'd done a lot of drugs back in the day. I didn't uh, feel bad about that though. After I heard what the experience that Felsher had doing an interview with him was like, which was basically the same experience we had. Yeah, and he'd warned us about ever trying to reach Jackie Kong, as well, the director of Blood Diner. Yeah, I'm good with that. Never reaching her. Yeah. We're fine with that. Andy Phantom's got a couple more. Uh, Carpentry interviews, great interview. Angus Grimm as well. Um, we had a lot. Like George Romero was another one that was. Uh, it was just an amazing uh, experience. I swear to God, man! I am a killer cat. <laughs> I don't even like cats. Just to let Ooh. you know, I didn't want this damn cat, but I had to buy it. Keep the peace. You, it you probably was me. not very cheap either, was it? No. <laughs> I'll kill you. You. Just, you get you a bottle of bait and get a cat from town, man. I, what the hell is this cat even doing? It's in heat, maybe. Maybe. It's acting crazy. Anyway, um, you ever though think about some of those interviews and wish that you knew like for instance like there's a ton of stuff now that i know about carpenter and stuff and different stuff that he's into that i probably would have interjected into the interview if we did it now as opposed to back then like mm -hmm. there's several people like that i think that i wish we could kind of redo the interview because like i've either watched more of their stuff or read more about them or something like like yeah, I mean, um, looking back, there's always, and the thing is, is like, it would be very, very difficult to get a lot of those people that we got back then now. Of course, a lot of them passed away, but the ones that's still with us, like Carpenter, like that'd be borderline impossible, I think, to get an interview with him now. Yeah, I never said it happened. And the one that really got away that I wish we would have done was Craven. We come very and we close. tried. Yeah, and we almost got him, but like, that's just not going to ever happen. And we had uh, Toby Hooper. We had talked to him on email. He had actually responded to one email out of like 50 that we'd sent, but yeah. we never did. Both of those guys, their, their excuse was they wanted something to promote before they would do any sort of interviews or anything. Toby Hooper, God bless him. Uh, Mortuary was the last, you know, feature length movie that I know that he did. And that Who was it. Who was it that said they would do an interview if we would promote like the movie, but it was like a total piece of shit? Was it Mortuary? Or was it somebody else? No, it wasn't more. And we would have jumped on the Toby Hooper thing regardless. Like even if we could only talk to him about Mortuary, because that would be funny. There was somebody, I can't it might have been Bruce Campbell or somebody like that that was like, I'll do an interview, but I'm only going to talk about this, the new movie. Danny Steinman's another one. I keep, I'm, I'm trying to scroll through all these. Uh, Danny Steinman, like, here's the thing. There were some people that are dickheads in person, and the interviews are really great. I'm not going to say Danny Steinman was a dickhead in person, but he was definitely not one of the nicer individuals we've ever dealt with. But on the phone, he was great. 
Same thing goes to, uh, for uh, Tom Savini. He was great on the phone. I don't know what happened to him at conventions, if he just gets pissed off or what. Um, I yeah. think the best way I could explain Danny Steinman was like curmudgeon. Like he was just a hateful. I don't even know how else to explain it. Like he's just an old man that was hateful. He really was. Um, let's see. There was another one I wanted to mention on here. Indy Phantom. This was a really great interview as well. Get up here. If you'll just uh, shut up. Come on. The Bob Clark interview, which was just like less than five months before he passed away, I think. And it was uh, to promote the Black Christmas uh, Blu-ray. I think it was the Blu-ray that came out. And uh, we were just... Typically, what we would do when we did interviews, we would just bullshit with him for at least three or four minutes before we did the interview. And he said, oh, I've got a Christmas story on here in the background watching it. And he's, you know, it was just a fun, like, holy shit moment that we got to interview him. I think a lot of people had forgotten about him and at least forgotten about, you know, he's one of the rare people that had three different classic films in three different genres. Mm -hmm. Porky's. Black Christmas and Christmas Story. Mr. Bombastic. I'm not sure what this is. Uh, you guys used to talk about a crazy story that involved a Scream Queen at a convention. Any chance we can hear about that? Scream Queen at a convention? I'm not sure. Like I, I figured you might you might remember what that is, but I don't. That's not spraying any bells. I mean, there's a million different stories about Scream Queens that are people at conventions but i can't think of what it would which one it would be me neither we might have to revisit that at some point if you if mr bombastic has any uh other memories about what we were talking about yeah there, if I, there's some uh, that would like clue us into what it is exactly i'm gonna fuck it i can't take us anymore i'm gonna take his cat back there and flush it down well, the fucking floor. i think we've about got all the questions let's see Ugh. so i was just gonna do a brief show to make sure everything works <laughs> okay with this but uh, we can let Uncle Bill pet on his pussy a little bit and let get out of here. But uh, if this if all goes well, which it should, hopefully we'll do the um, we'll do a little collection showcase maybe sometime this weekend coming up if you're down, Uncle Bill. Yeah, I mean I got a bunch of stuff I'd like to show off. We ain't got shit to do either. It's not like we can go. We can't even hardly go to Walmart. Well, we can go to Walmart alone. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. So. Um, we appreciate everybody checking the show out. And uh, like I said, you can check us out online, uh, deadpit.com, at deadpit on pretty much everything, and uh, hashtag eater of ass. You can always follow us that way as well. God damn it. So we will catch you guys on the flip side and uh, check out all of our great content and everything. You know, we've got 10 years worth of. Week shows on the arena.com. Mm -hmm. And this broadcast now.